Thank you for going on a late night podcast trawl and stumbling onto the wheelhouse. It's cycling that's easily digestible, mostly factual and recorded live. My name's Joel Spradborough. I'm very, very excited to be here, joined by none other than multiple Olympian Commonwealth Games, gold medalist, world champion, commentator, analyst. I, we've only got 20 minutes. Is that enough? You can just call me Kate. Kate Bates. <laughs> Not Catherine? No, it's a bit formal. Okay. I mean, if you behave yourself, it's Kate. Let's see how we go. Not Kathy, definitely. Not Kathy. Have you not seen Misery? I love Misery. The the sledgehammer, the ankle, the oh, accident. Is that a, is a, is, okay? Anyway, make a just note. St- stick away from Kathy. That's fair. It's 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 so good to be here. We are the wheelhouse. Uh, we almost weren't. We, we we're all about getting metadata. Google cycling wasn't the best name. I no, thought. no. Look, we thought Velo News, <laughs> cycling tips, um, perhaps. We even went for the move. But, yeah. You know, this small thing called copyright. Joel yeah, gets in the way. SBS. I didn't work um, we're an unlikely pairing, but but we came together, working together last year on the Tour de France uh, down in Sydney on Bonjour Le Tour. We did. We did. I mean, it's not a sore point at all that we're not in France this year, Joel, or did, that they didn't pick us back up as the hosts. Uh, but you know, go anyway. But Bonjour. It's still July. The tour goes on, as do we. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and what I loved about coming together and working with you last year is is when I did make my debut on that show, you introduced me as Joel Speedborough, <laughs> which which is I think it kind of works. I'm pretty quick. Look, in fairness, there's a lot of letters in your surname, Joel. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. and you introduced me to how to pronounce pronounce French towns and rider names um, somewhat alternatively yes. uh, to what I, I would be used to. So a yeah. good pairing, I would say. Thank you for the correction on Paris, <laughs> by the way. Uh, any fan mail before we get into it? Uh, oh, look, I've got a letter here. Should I'll, I'll just flip the page here. How exciting. It says, D- I think it's the energy bill oh. for the guy next door. But next week, uh, perhaps Joel, start with um, start with a bang, and we might have the fans sending in some really great emails to Try boost our them. egos. I love that. Try and stop them. Uh, we'll give you addresses to get involved a bit later. Quick shout out, if I may, to our producer. We're using all of his stuff. Uh, pretty much squatting in his studio. Uh, a big shout out and hello to Mercs um, for, for 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 all of this. <laughs> his name's Eddie. Bit of respect, Joel. But, yeah, but a little bit of cycling folklore, <laughs> you know. We might have to check with him, see yeah, how okay. he liked that. I like what we've done with the place. I have to say there's some excellent cycling-related props here. A bike, yes. whatever that is. <laughs> a basketball. Well, uh, I think that's an ode to you, Joel, because you have quite an extensive sport uh, history uh, reporting on and, and attending. I know you're a big sports fan. And I, I think Eddie popped that there just to make sure you feel comfortable. And it's round... It like is round. Yeah, and it has air in it. So, you know. Okay, there's a lot of links. Theme. I like it. <laughs> uh, I want to do well for Eddie. Eddie quit his job at Kmart this morning to be involved. I didn't tell him to. He, I just sort of gave him the idea that this was going to take off. Uh, he saw the whiteboards and markers and thought it seemed like a good idea. A little bit. Well, let's do him proud. Let's get into it. Let's <laughs> let's head to France. If we have a look at our graphic. We'd have a graphic thing. Ne- next week, maybe. The more fan mails, the more sponsors. I have a map. <laughs> let's now head to France uh, where the tour is unfolding as we speak. Kate, I, I want I to talk about, if I may, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. You know, I'm, I'm a relative newcomer to the tour. I increasingly think that cycling should be classified as a collision and a contact sport. I want to talk about carnage 
if that's okay. Well, you and every news station, Joel. I mean, I, I feel like often the only time cycling makes the news is because of the rather spectacular crashes. But it is an inevitable part of the sport. And certainly last year at the Tour, your introduction to the Tour uh, with the Omi Opi cardboard sign, it was a bit of a rough oh. start for the riders and, and for you uh, as a new fan. <laughs> Joel Speedborough <laughs> was in over his head. Uh, 21 riders went down early. This year we got through four stages relatively unscathed. Well, I, I don't no, know. No, you don't like I that, mean, do you? No, because it wasn't – there was no Omi Opi moment. But yeah. we had – Still a lot of stacks and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of riders with some bark off, um, keeping the medical car pretty uh, busy throughout the stage. Well, some riders don't even bother with the medical car. I, I refer you now to Primoz Roglic and the, the, the I don't know what he's made of, adamantium I think is what they call it in the comic <laughs> books. Last year, he stood out to me uh, as, as someone who was just pushing through the pain relentlessly, bark off, everything torn, including muscles. Fabric. Barkov sounds like a uh, a Russian hope for the Tour de France. Or it's something. the that's the name for Australian <laughs> Idol, the dog version, yes. the great Barkov. Um, the great irony about Primoz is that he left ski jumping in two thousand and seven to become a cyclist because of injuries. I I actually don't reckon he was more injured literally jumping off a mountain <laughs> than what he has been um, cycling. But yeah. he's like lungs on leg, uh, lungs on a bike. Like he's super talented and yep. an incredible athlete. But I'm not sure that he was a cyclist as a young man. I'm not sure that he ever really got those skills. Interesting. Um, if he did, then I'm not sure why he um, is so familiar with the pavement. I mean, we could call him autumn leaves. Like he just <laughs> likes falling left, right and centre. Is that a good one? I, I think, so I think, think can, we, can we trademark I, that early? <laughs> well, look, I, I took the liberty of doing some research yep. uh, before the show, Joel, um, and I went to the very reliable Wikipedia. Um, good. Did you, you create find... the article yourself? <laughs> no, yeah, you yeah, can okay. find everything there. Yep. Um, but apparently he goes by the nickname, the Slovenian Dream Crusher. It's pretty oh, good, isn't it? That's that is brilliant. You know what I love about that? That's a reversible nickname because that, he could apply that to himself and his own crushed yes. dreams, and him crushing the dreams of others when he manages to stay on the bike. It's been an interesting three-year journey uh, for Primoz. Obviously, he was right up there, uh, then not so much. This year, he's got spectators helping him get back on the bike. Tell me about the shoulder pop. Yes, well, I believe he dislocated his shoulder when he fell. Uh, and then news came out that he used a spectator's chair to pop his shoulder back in before getting back on the bike Are you t- and yeah, like, recommencing. Like, Are you going to give us a demo? Well, this uh, is, is this what it was? Like, excuse me, get off! <laughs> Look, um, if you're listening along and not watching along, Joel um, did a wonderful rendition there of how to pop on shoulder back. It's a bit of a tutorial. We could actually get Eddie to cut that up into a... Uh, little standalone yeah. how to pop your shoulder back in video for YouTube. They'll love it. He's got plenty of time now that the Kmart hours have dried up. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, I, I'm curious about the, the dream crusher. Yes. Well, his dream has been crushed. I don't, and by the way, I don't think he physically put his shoulder back in right. on the spectator's chair. I think he just borrowed it, sat down oh, and okay. let it drop back in. But it does sound a bit better, doesn't it, to imagine that he, you know, used it as a lever or something. I love saying it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I love saying it that way. But look, he, he's, he's, you've described him before as the Tour de France winner that never was, which is a heartbreaking but I think quite astute way to describe his fortunes in the last few years. 
pressing on. He's one of 17 withdrawals at the moment. But more importantly, he's in Yumbo Visma alongside a potential hope, a potential overall hope and, and some of his work. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to. <laughs> some of his work has helped Jonas uh, quite a bit, wouldn't you say? Our favourite Jonas brother. Yes. <laughs> it, he is the Tour de France winner that never was because if you took the Tour de France out of his Palmares, he's won everything. He's done so well. I mean, it was so good to see him win the time trial at the Olympics because I think after the heartbreak at the Tour, we all felt like he deserved it mm. uh, and got his moment of glory and that maybe luck was turning around. Luck has turned around except at the Tour. It's really oh. a thing hanging over his head. Yeah. Now, whether that continues to plague him or who knows, you know, yeah. what he's going to do in the future. But, yes, you're right. Um, when he so wonderfully played the teammate – gave up his general classification hopes because yeah. he was just outside the top 10. So let's not write him off. No, 100%. But he absolutely threw all in um, to support Yumbo uh, and their team ambitions. When he crossed the line, he threw his arm in the air, a bit of a fist pump of support. Yep. That may have just been him putting his shoulder back into place. <laughs> no chairs around. Just gonna <laughs> yeah, Can't confirm. Uh, but it makes me like him more. Like, yeah. what a good guy. There's very few who would take that disappointment on the chin yep. and then just go all in for a teammate. I just like, what a great culture there. I, I think he's building a legacy with or without wins. Uh, he's a great writer, obviously. <laughs> he wins but a I lot. Just, just he not Last year, the sprint stage, he was broken and battered. It was almost like a veterans parade for him. He, he basically should have just got off and pushed the bike. But it was so lovely. And, and, and there was real solidarity with the fans present and everyone watching as well. It was... That courage and that sort of I'm not I'm not giving up and you do see a lot of withdrawals and abandonments that aren't related to injury and that kind of thing. I'll move on to one of them in a second. Courage sec, under fire, a the Primo's bit. story. There you go. There's a documentary in that. Eddie, could you write that down, please? Thanks, for us? Take note. Um, Matthew Matthew Vanderpol has has gone again. I know you love him, but I do. Two I'm tours, so fond two of withdrawals. Him. What's happening? I just don't think he's a grand tour rider. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's an unpopular opinion. I'm not too fussed. You love him though, I mean, don't you, you know me yeah. well enough to know that I'm not too fussed if people uh, think it's unpopular what I say. But yeah. I think he, for so long, has been so closely tied to Wout Van Aert. Yes. And we have looked at both of them, their cyclocross prowess, their classics ability, and we've kind of categorised them together yeah. and racing only each other. But actually, I think they're quite divergent in their talents and their futures, and they're quite young. What we're seeing is Wout Van Aert, and we can dedicate a whole episode to we him. We will, we will. Uh, going one way and morphing into an incredible tour rider who, yep. again, is playing an incredible team role here, but capable, I do believe, of winning a grand tour if that's what he's focusing on. Yep. Whereas Vanderpool is very much a stage rider, a break rider, and a classics rider. And I think that they are just going in very different directions yep. with their careers now. So. You know, Vanderpool, people put so much pressure on him. I'm, so, I'm sure he puts it on himself as well. But, you know, here at the wheelhouse, Joel, we're very encompassing and embracing. And I don't, I don't think we need to knock him down. Don't no, look, I agree. Don't kick him when he's down. Shout out. I, I, just, I just think he's, such, he's one of those – he's so marketable. He's so good for the sport. Give us a few more stages next year. Not that I can talk. <laughs> yeah. As a fellow mountain biker, I, I love oh, to see him out there. Is, is, which is to say, at some point in your life, you've owned a mountain bike? Have got a beautiful Have mountain got bike one. at home. Rode it here <laughs> and today. And Lycra. Uh, no Lycra yet. No Lycra. That's happening. But what I love about it is uh, his, his exit was uh, the, he tried to break early alongside guess who? 
Wout Van Aert. Wout Van Aert. Well, they were joined at the hip for a long time. I genuinely didn't know the answer to that question. I was looking. Genuine brotherhood. Genuinely looking in your eyes for the answer there, Joel. So after stage 12, we'll move on. Uh, 10 of 22 teams have that full complement. And and crucially, Jumbo Visma has eight left. Uh, Team UAE has six Mm. left. Six left. That is going to prove... Potentially crucial. The closer we get to Paris, sorry, Paris, that's going to prove ex- extremely. Uh, Citroen is the worst hit team. They've only got five riders. Oh, are, you, are you available? You're mean. <laughs> I'm just wondering, are you available to come out of retirement? Are you available, case? Joel, got with your bike. mountain bike prowess? It's, well, UAE is an interesting one because they are down to six, but actually effectively five because mm. Mark Hershey, I, I'd have to check. He may be Lanton Rouge. He's pretty close. Yep. Uh, he he's certainly not on form. There's an episode in that too. Yeah. Um, to talk about the rise and fall of Mark Hershing. There's another documentary. I love that we're ticking off episodes. Eddie, could you too. um write that one down too? And so effectively, he really only has five, which is four teammates to help him. Okay. He's really isolated. Um, Tade Bogacha is who we're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not not a fan of um Podgy. Yep. I think he's a fantastic rider and dynamic and interesting, but I'm also a really big fan of a highly competitive Tour de France that yes. keeps everybody on their toes. And we haven't and seen one got. since the BP, uh, the before Pog the be- era. Well, but then it was, you know, the before Froome era. And That's like true. we've seen this dominance year in and year out. Yep. And um, it's pretty exciting to think that it's a bit more open. Yeah, well said. Jonas the Fisherman. <laughs> we'll get to him last year, just to round out a carnage. 42 riders didn't finish last year, and I thought, gee, that's an astronomical amount of riders. Did some homework. Uh, obviously, the Olympics played its part this year. This year, we've seen carnage, as I say, 17 so far. Um, guess how many withdrew? In 1928. Oh, 1928. Joel, this has got to be like a... It's a bit of a different era. Um, But let me say, what, 84. 121 riders failed to complete the 1928 (laughs) Tour de France and only 10 finished in 1919. So as much as I'm getting excited about the carnage, the greatest ever rate of attrition remains quite a ways off. It's, yeah, well, and let's hope that that is not a record that is broken uh, for the sake yeah. of both the sport and all of the riders involved. And the concept overall, I think <laughs> yes. so. Uh, moving yes. on, Kate, so it, it, it would be remiss of us not to give a nod to Home Shores and the Aussies, the Aussie Watch bit. And we'll probably put a little thing in there, Aussie Watch. Uh, Simon Clark. Oh, we love Simon Clark. I've drawn you into that with we. Um, I, I keep going yeah. to say... He's such a nice young man. He's actually not that young anymore. Uh, his birthday's coming up mid-tour as well. Wow. So early happy birthday, Simon Clark. Do you reckon he'll stop mid, mid-stage and blow out a few candles and have oh, a, have a cake, you know? Uh, Pog, Pog, come back. We're just going to have a quick <laughs> sing happy birthday. <laughs> Pog! I don't think Prudhomme would really allow that. I mean, yeah. I know you're reasonably new to the sport, Joel, but I, I'm not sure that you quite... Look, I'll explain that See to you later. Simon Clark... Incredible rider, incredible yep. talent, and always has been. When he was a junior, he was very successful. He was a track rider. Yep. Uh, so I know him a lot from the early track days. I think that's why I call him a young man, because when I first saw him on a bike and raced with him and was a teammate of him, we were teenagers. Wow. Um, so it goes back just a few years. You've, you've said he's you, from myself. your own time. 
for my that, that, that he was always a very popular, <laughs> uh, just someone that people wanted to be around. That that kind of energy. Just a really gentle guy, yep. you know, really calm. And I think you do see a lot of egos in sport. I won't point any names, at least not in episode one. Uh, but he's not one of those guys. He's mm-hmm. calm and considered. He's resilient. At the beginning of the season, he didn't have a contract. We've heard all about that. The fact that he has still just kept his focus. Um, on what he wants to achieve, something that he's dreamt of. It's not just career-defining. I think for someone like Simon Clark, it's life-defining. And it's an incredible example to everybody who, you know, gets out of bed and thinks, oh, today was a bit crap. Yeah. And, and that's not just cycling. That's in anything. Keep on keeping Keep on. Keep on keeping on yep. because, you know, may Simon Clark be your poster boy for that. Stage wins on all the Grand Tours. None better, I would argue, than Stage 5 uh, in this year's tour. Congratulations to him. Now... Speaking of being thwarted, Ben O'Connor, thwarted by a buttock. (laughs) And I'll be precise here. It's a muscular lesion of the right gluteus medius. That's according to Citroën team doctor Sergei Namke. I'm so sorry, (laughs) Dr. Namke. Namke. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be speedborough. You call me that all you like, but uh, heartbreak for Ben O'Connor. It is a bit disappointing. I'm glad you clarified too, because I don't think it's fair that he is described as pulling out of the Tour de France with a sore butt. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a bit of respect. Come on, guys. Uh, But it is tough. I mean, we so often talk about races like the Tour de France and the marginal gains, the 1% things that can make you better than your competitors. But there's a flip side to that, and that's if you have a 1% injury, how much it takes away. Um, Now, anybody who has, you know, done some squats or deadlifts or anything in the gym for the first time, and then they go home and can't walk the next day, you know what it feels like to have an injury of your glute, your bottom, um, or your quads or something. It's debilitating. And I think for Ben O'Connor... He had such an amazing start last year. We were cheering for him. We, you know, we thought, bring him home, put a parade on for him. Yes. Um, what a cracking oh, ride. Build a statue. Yes. Build a statue. Yeah, 100%. But uh, yeah, this year is not his year. But yep. you don't succeed in cycling by winning every race you start. This will just go down as, you know, one of the... One of the disappointments for him, he will have many disappointments. He'll have many victories as well. He's 26. Exactly. He's, got, he's got it all ahead of him. Uh, you know, Spring it, it, chicken. Early crash, stage two. I love the tenacity to try and get through a little bit more. He wanted to become the third Aussie to, to get on that that podium. And, and, and I think a lot of people gave him every opportunity. Uh, and as you say, I'm sure we will see him back. What I love the most is when he did withdraw, he said, you know what, you know what I'm most bummed about? That I don't get to ride across the Alps. What is wrong with him? <laughs> what 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 is what Hold goes on. on? I'd love to ride across the Alps. Racing across the Alps? That's a different story. I'm glad you made that. Yeah, because yeah. like riding across the Alps is that you would stop and have yeah, a birthday that's cake. Quite, exactly. Yeah. It's quite romantic. Yeah, like in sure. fact, I think that, you know, our wheelhouse team camp could possibly be based in the Alps. Well, who says we're not in the Alps right now? You know, it's just you, me and Eddie so far. Exactly. I mean, you know, taking Team's applications. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, that sick and twisted uh Desire to ride up mountains. Uh, you can't beat it. Now, a quick, you know, I'm a Queensland tragic. I want to give a quick shout out to Nick Schultz. He's centimetres away in stage 10, a, a, width, a wheel width away. And uh, a, we- a, a, a wheelie wi- close <laughs> stage. <laughs> it was wheelie close. And I think uh, as uh, his role going into the tour, those, those sort of results have to make you think, I wouldn't mind to, you know, be allowed to just carpe uh, DM, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't mind to be able to carpe diem. Can we get a T-shirt made that says that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. won't buy it, but somebody will, Joel. We've got to get that the in the merch going. store. Yeah, Eddie, the merch merch. Another note. Yeah. I love, uh, uh, what do you think of Schultz? Like, he's a ripper. Yeah. What a talented young Aussie. We've been talking for the last five years about the incredible rise of the young talents, uh, but for the Aussies, it has often taken a bit longer to progress, and that's, you know, not least geographical boundaries, and our, and our young riders don't really get to Europe until they're further along in their journey. Uh, but it's pretty cool to sit back now and see these riders really step up, and, you know, he didn't win. He'd be disappointed about that, the so close, mm. but to the respect he will have gained within the peloton within the uh, from the other riders knowing that he's capable of that. Yeah. Look, maybe even a nice little bonus in his contract. Um who knows, but more than that the self-belief. Yeah. I think this is the very beginning. You often need like a big result to open the door and it changes. You get one of these big results and the next time you're on the start line, firstly there's less pressure. Yep. Because you've got a result and you know what you're capable of, but just the relaxation and self-belief it just skyrockets. And, you know, I think for Nick Schultz, we'll see a lot more of him uh, getting a lot more opportunities from the team as well. Beautifully said. Uh, I love that the thing about belief, knowing knowing that you belong at that level, that you can compete. I also realised that I said Schultz and you said Schultz. I'm going to say <laughs> Schultz from now on. Caleb Ewan has disappointed you a little bit, I believe. Yeah, look, I, I just think he's not on form and um, he'd be he'd be quite disappointed, I think, with his tour campaign. Um, but there was a social media post from him about a week before the tour. Okay. And he was out riding Joel and he had his rig out. Oh, sun's out, guns out. Yeah, well, full like back out. Okay. You know, no jersey at all. Um, And I remarked um, to my partner, Luke, that that was a bit of a red flag for me. If you feel confident about your preparation for a grand tour, you would not put yourself in a position for heat strokes, sunburn, crashing without a jersey. It just seemed really reckless to me. And unlike him. And it just flagged in me something that said perhaps he's, there's something going on. Perhaps yeah. he's not feeling really confident. And it's sad, it, like it's a bummer for him that it's transpired like that. Um, but he's got some other pretty big goals this year. Um, and we can talk about it a bit later, but the World Championships are at home. Um, and when I say home, I mean not just Australia, but in Wollongong. Yeah, wow. Which is pretty local to Caleb. So for him... Uh, getting selection on that team and then being in form is going to be a massive goal for him. And it's like anything, you, you can say you're only as good as your last race, but at the same time, you're only as bad as your last race. Yeah. You know, the the losses don't define you. Oh, beautiful. Look, I lo- I lo- you know what I love? Oh, you know what I love about that? I'm going to use the Tour de France as a warm-up for <laughs> Yes, Dog. yes. That's what I I'm like doing. I like the messaging yep. around that. Kate Bates, uh, my name's Joel Spreadbro. This is The Wheelhouse, episode one, broadcasting wide and far. Uh, what's in a to name? The <laughs> what's in a name? Kate Bates, uh, there's been some interesting permutations around the pronunciation of the current leader of the tour, who I am very, very skillfully avoiding saying the name of because I've, I've erred here before. What do you think? V I N G E G A A R D. Yeah. Last year on Bonjour the Tour, for 21 days, we called him Jonas Vingegaard. Vingegaard. And I, look, I'm from Western Sydney. 
what do they say? You can take a girl out of Western Sydney, but you can't take the Western Sydney out of the girl. And I think our pronunciation on that one is as bogan as it possibly gets. Oh, so no. apologies to I the was Scandinavians. Even in prep, as a, like a little mental reminder, I was saying salt and vinegar. <laughs> salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. Suffice to say, that's not how you say it. No. Um, but let's take a, a listen to what our esteemed commentary colleagues, uh, how they've handled his name. Okay. Jonas Vingegaard. Vingegaard. Jonas Vingegaard. 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 Jonas Vingegaard. Vingegaard. Vingegaard has cracked Taddy Pogaccia. That makes me feel a little bit better. I love <laughs> Vingegaard. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but one of them sounded like Vingegaard. Vingegaard. That's all I heard. The Vingabus. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, look, I... You've got to get it right. He's leading. He, he might not win overall, but he's doing a beautiful job. They need to sort it out. I'm glad to know that we have a point of reference from the man himself. Ooh, all right. Let's take a listen to that, see how close we are. I'm Jonas Vingegaard. Jonas Vingegaard. Jonas Vingegaard. A man who packed fish for a living. There you go. Vingegaard. Vingegaard. Ving- is that what you heard? Do I, I need heard to play it again? Vingegaard. Vingegaard. I'm so sorry. We're going to go with Vingegaard. Vingegaard. I'm Jonas Vingegaard. A man who packed fish for a living. That's what that distracted me at the end. Vingegaard. Now, there's a remarkable story. There's a documentary Mm. in that. The man who packed fish for a living. You've come up with, I think, three docos so far. I hope somebody's documenting this. Document. Oh, there Ah! you go. Um, But look, I I remember when my early exposure to the tour, it was uh, Pogachar, Pogacha was was a classic one. I've I want to go that a few times. Apologies, yeah. Podgy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm wondering about your own career. Well, I mean, Bates is it's pretty hard to shoot off on that one, but people did their best. Uh, in Italy, we were Bartes, my sister and I. Bartes. I was, oh, that's good. I was Caterina Bartes. I thought it sounded quite. Caterina Bartes goes to the front. <laughs> okay. What about uh, Kate Boots beats the best Boots. of the competition? Kate Boots. Yeah. Righto. Kate. Speed borough. <laughs> Kate Barty? Oh, I, I Barty, don't like e, Barty. Barty. Well, you know, the, the other really prominent one, Geraint Thomas, we call him Geraint. Technically, it's like Geraint. It's Geraint. Geraint. Yeah, it's got that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think it's, a pr- it's pretty tough being a commentator. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm, glad, I'm so glad you brought, out, brought up, brought out. Geroint. Geroint. Because <laughs> speaking of mixing things up, what about the mistaken identity case of Geroint and the other Geroint who's not actually Geroint, but it's just like, you know what? If you want me to be Geroint. I'll be <laughs> Yeah. So Geroint Thomas, and we'll call him for identification purposes, the real yeah. Geroint Thomas, <laughs> uh, is Geroint Thomas 86 on Twitter. But the fella who has... Geraint Thomas as his handle, mm. a lot of people tag him into everything cycling content. So uh, once Geraint Thomas started winning at the Tour de France uh, years ago, he started getting tagged into everything. Oh, I love that. He's a good sport about it though. Yeah. So now I follow him because it's quite amusing. Uh, every July he says something along the lines of, looks like I'm going to have to silence my notifications yep, or I hope brilliant. everyone's ready for cycling in July. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. And we've had a few in other sports too. Uh, Steve Smith, the Australian yes. cricketer, famously uh, has been congratulated on making a century over in England. And he's like, I'm actually on a beach. <laughs> yes. 
on the north coast, I believe. But thank you. Yeah, it was tough out there against that attack. Well, uh, I mean, I get it. that for Kathy Bates all the time. Fan mail. Yeah, and, yeah. And such. <laughs> Loved you in Titanic. Yes. Um, Especially that bit where she's teaching everybody how to uh, spit over the balcony. That's you know a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah it's classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love about Geroint though, he's 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 honest with the fans. He wasn't happy uh, in stage eleven. He basically said, "Just let us race. Get out of the way." He had an arm clip, <laughs> I believe, just a little a little brush on the, on the way through, and was is like you know a lot of athletes. Look, you can't blame the fans. It's, at the end of the day, it comes down to me and the bike. Basically, who speaks like. like that? <laughs> Officially, that's now my avatar for every athlete okay, in any sport ever. All right. um, but he basically came out and said, you know what? I was going really well until the fans got in the way and hit my arm. Get out of the way, guys. Stop it. Yeah, joint responsibility, right? I mean, we what do they say? The uh, stadiums of our sport are the roads. Yeah. Yeah, but fans have got to be careful. You wouldn't jump onto a field and, you know... Get caught up with a football player. Not with clothes on, anyway. No. <laughs> um, look, uh, the road to Paris continues. Uh, we will continue chatting. I want to ask you a few more things before we wrap up, if you don't mind. Uh, the click for Kubeka. How are the buttocks? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you got to buttocks from that, but I, I'll, let's figure that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been working with this um, incredible company, Click, who... Uh, raising money for Team Kubeka and the Kubeka Charity. And the Kubeka Charity uh, gets bikes for people in Africa to oh, enable amazing. them, to empower them, yep. um, and to help them meet things like employment goals, better access to health and education. It's a really cool charity. Amazing. Um, and in fact, Joel, it's, it's pretty personal to me because my father, um, who passed recently, was a very big fan of Africa and the Quebec charity. Um, and so for me, it's come along at the right time to be involved with this. Um, but the basic premise is that for every kilometre we ride as a community, uh, Click are putting in um, a dollar for that and then some. Um, and Click's a data company. They do this incredible software and they analyse all of these incredible numbers, um, including they've done these really cool things around like Tour de France prediction. Okay. I mean, that in itself is cool. We could there's another episode idea right there. We'll put that one down. Another dozen in the can, uh, yeah. And the founder of Kubeka, Doug Ryder, um, Team Kubeka, of course, they took the first black South African to the Tour de France last year um, with Nicholas Delamani. Incredible stories. It's so inspiring. It's so cool. So we've just been doing uh, Zwift rides. Wow. Uh, en masse, we've done a couple so far. We've got a couple to go. It's really, it's a feel-good project. It you sounds know, it's like it's a really it. good one. So, yeah. Um, and international cycling executives are the mob that are uh, kind of the glue to bring that all together. Yeah. So I, I just love getting out in the community. People have been sending in pictures of their Strava um, to make sure their kilometres get counted. It's cool. You know, yep. like people love being part of something and I think a shared experience in a community is something that cycling does so well. That's why so many charities align cycling to their fundraising efforts. It's it's beautifully said and how lovely that you get to do that uh, in, in memory of your dad as well. Yeah. What a beautiful cause. Thanks, um, we spoke about Wollongong, touched on Wollongong earlier. We love the gong. I used we to did. go to the gong all the time when I lived in Sydney. For basketball? No. Uh, no, yeah, a bit of NBL with the yeah. Hawks down there. The Dragons are also yeah. down there in the NRL, of course. Um, it's a sporting hub. It's a sporting capital of the South Coast, no doubt about it. It is. and Well, well we're not too far off that now. That's uh, happening at the end of September. Yep. Uh, and so organisation is ramping up. They're still looking for some volunteers. So anybody okay. keen to uh, get a T-shirt and get involved, you yep. can uh, look at that online. We can... 
uh, posted on our social media uh, some of the links to that. Uh, we are at the wheelhouse. Now, I actually have to look this up. Yes. Um, Joel, I want to make sure I'm glad you I'm had it written down because I just realised that I don't. We're at, at the wheelhouse CC on Twitter. Um, also, the team at thewheelhouse.cc if you want to get in touch with us on email. Uh, but follow us on Twitter and we'll put the details up there about um, how to get involved in Wollongong. And I hope that in the coming weeks, Joel, we can get some um, athlete views on, on the course and some previews around that because it is so rare to get a home world championships. We had one in Geelong uh, back in 2010. Yep. To have another one now is just incredible. There'll be very few riders who may get to do both in their career, uh, but most riders won't ever get a home world championship in their career. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting, and, and Wollongong is a great location. Oh, it's outstanding. A beautiful part of the world. It'll, it'll be picturesque, uh, if nothing else. Uh, it's a, the beautiful escarpment leading into Wollongong. That would be a tough climb. But uh, they don't go. They don't have to go up. It's it. not. A, they're they only go going down. down. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> no, I want to join is. it now. But they do go up Mount Kira. Okay. Um, so, you know, again, okay. beautiful to ride up for... Uh, social purposes, yeah. less beautiful for racing purposes. I've changed my mind. I don't want to ride it anymore, but I, I will be watching. You'll be there. You'll be working there as well. Uh, so that's very exciting. Yes, it is very exciting. We'll be bringing all of the action um, to the screens for fans. Yep. Um, so that'll be on Stan uh, and on Channel 9 on the main main station. Will they um, sponsor us? Oh, we could. I mean, is this an ad? I don't know. Can don't we miss a single pedal stroke. Will have gone 2022 <laughs> only on nine and stand with Catherine Bates. Join in. Tune in. Wait, tune, tune in? in? I don't know. What's tune in even mean? You don't need oh, to tune I don't in. Know. That's, I, I don't know. They, they still say it. Anyway, <laughs> WT. WT. Yes, the women's tour. That is coming to the uh, Can I crank it as my, well? La, la tour du femme? <laughs> oh my gosh! If Christophe Malay hears you say that, he's he'll fly back from France. He will be listening um, to ruffle those feathers. No, it is um, Le Tour de France Femme. 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 I'm so sorry. Um, it is starting on the 24th uh, of July. I nearly said August of July. So the last day of the men's tour. Uh, the women also race along the Champs Elysees. Uh, we'll dive into that next week, Joel, because it'll be a few days out from this very historic moment. I'm pretty excited already. Uh, it's a brilliant um, time. Yeah. It is going to be so good. The course is fantastic. Yep. Um, the start list is fantastic as well. And look, I figure for Aussie fans, you've got three and a half weeks of sleep deprivation under your belt. Well, why not another week? Crack on. Like, keep it going. This is now your new circadian rhythm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just keep it going. Uh, a brilliant time. Uh, Three decades, almost. The better part of three decades, I believe. It's going to be very exciting. Looking forward to diving into that next week on The Wheelhouse. Just a reminder, those social media channels, at The Wheelhouse CC on Twitter, and the team at The Wheelhouse. Uh, what's the email address again? <laughs> Thank you. It is the team at thewheelhouse.cc. .cc. There yes. you go. Get in touch if you have any thoughts, if you want to tear us apart or... or Give us some facts. It is all about almost facts here. You don't invite them to tear us apart. I meant to say shower fan us mail. with praise. Please <laughs> yes. send some fan mail. That'd be great. Or gifts. Yeah. We're open to that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm Joel Spreadborough. Kate Bates, thank you so much. Thank you, Joel. What a, what a thrill. The wheelhouse. It's, it's become wheel. <laughs> all of a sudden. Stop. <laughs> See you next time.